right, everybody, here we go. Ooh, spooky! Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> it was Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> it was Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> For the listeners, Pete picked it. Every week we go, Knox has to think of a thing to say at the start. Yeah. Sometimes a lyric, sometimes a movie quote, sometimes Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, baby. We're out of the gate. We're doing another episode of Ooh, Spooky, a podcast about a book called uh, Mysteries of the Unexplained that myself, Adam Knox, Peter Jones... And Luca Muller. Go through every week and take out five scary stories from. I can see the page that the first scary story is from open in front of me. Yes. And there's a picture of a plane, like a model toy plane. A lot of pictures on this page. There's a plane. There's looks like some stuff under the ocean and like a dildo UFO looking thing. Like pink lakes you get out by Perth. Yeah, yeah. Or like some quartz. You know when you cut a rock? In half, and oh, it looks yeah. like that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, you can tell time with quartz really? for some reason. Yeah, it's what? always a quartz apart something. Quartz is in the watch. They always say quartz on them. Oh, yeah, but that's not like that. Quartz past <laughs> yeah, nine. I'm, I'm a s- quartz past eight. <laughs> <laughs> quartz to two. Yes, Pete. <laughs> uh, come back to me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Pete's got the book. He's got uh, the mineral puns. He's going to do three more during the episode, he promised. Oh, yeah. Rock mineral puns. Let me just think of some minerals and I'll be right there with you. This first story is from the chapter uh, The Unquiet Sky. Uh, A most dramatic encounter was confirmed by Radar on May 3rd. From MASH? Yeah, Radar from MASH. (laughs) I've never How do you seen do an impression of Radar? Yeah, that's what we're like. Uh, little nerd guy. I've never seen an episode of MASH. Really? I'm thinking of George Costanza. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, it's it's out there. It's burp. that's Kramer. <laughs> Get out. That's Kramer of, of our airspace. <laughs> uh, so that was confirmed by radar uh, from Mash on May third, nineteen seventy five, at the the peak of Mash over Mexico Thank City. You, Carlos <laughs> Carlos Antonio de los Santos Montiel was approaching Can I have a couple more names, mate? <laughs> Go on, have some more names. Take them all while you're here. <laughs> Carlos was approaching the city in his Piper PA24 when the plane began to vibrate for no apparent reason. Just mm. beyond his right wing tip, he was amazed to see a dark grey disc-shaped object about 20, 10 mm? to 12 feet in diameter. 20, 10 to, 10 to 12. 10 to 12. Yeah. Okay. In diameter. But that was not all. To his left was another disc. And most frightening of all was a third UFO coming at him head on. <laughs> One disc. Okay. <laughs> Two discs. <laughs> Three discs. <laughs> <laughs> this disc actually scraped the underpart of De Los Santos Montiel's fuselage. Sheesh. Underpart can't be the real term. Yeah. Sorry. Testicles. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the little taint. The plane's taint. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a plane with one of those little tow bar ball sacks. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. You don't see that much. Probably because planes are so high. Keep going. <laughs> You're always looking for the little ball sack. <laughs> Where is it? And yeah, who would see the plane behind it in traffic? <laughs> <laughs> Just on the runway before takeoff. Like, huh. <laughs> if you don't like my flying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can call 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF. Sorry, it's been a while since I've seen the bumper of a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the disc scraped the underpart and jolting the plane as it did so. Jeez Louise. At this point, Delos Santos Montiel discovered that um, the controls were not working. Oh, no. Yet somehow the plane continued to fly relatively smoothly at 120 miles per hour. 
The flyer was in tears when he finally, finally radioed to the tower at Mexico City Airport. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm not going to radio them until I stop crying. Oh, it's not going to happen. I got a call. <laughs> One disc would have been enough. <laughs> Why'd there have to be three? <laughs> They're not tough, my little nutsack thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd only had two names. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone makes fun of how many names I have. The UFOs had by now disappeared and the plane's instrumentation was working again so that it could land safely. The controllers took De, Lo- De Los Santos Montiel's report seriously because they had tracked the three objects on radar at the same time the pilot was describing the encounter. One controller told a reporter, the objects made a 270 degree turn at 518 miles per hour in an arc of only three miles. Normally, a plane moving at that speed needs 8 to 10 miles to make a turn like that. In my 17 years as an air traffic controller, I've never seen anything like that. Hmm. In th- 17 years, you'd have thought he'd be able to express that with a little bit more va va to it, you know? <laughs> In 17 years, you think he would have progressed along uh, the, the company trail before... I got lost in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any proof? He should be the air traffic controller controller. But, um, <laughs> who controls the controllers? The air traffic controller. <laughs> what, <Or>, Thomas? <laughs> yeah, the fat air traffic controller. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, coming for a leather gun there. Um, right, was there any proof that it scratched the bottom? Like... Photos or the, anyone else saying that it did, or did he just say? Well, they don't mention it if there is. Yeah. They just saw it on radar. It's like, well, we probably could have checked that part, and they're just like, oh, we buffed it out actually right before we didn't even. Oh well. And oh, if he comes we'll in crying, fucking idiots. If he comes in crying, he's like, I swear there were three objects. He's like, yeah, yeah, we tr- we tracked them even. Yeah, you're not crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or what happened was his plane started shaking, and that's like. Quite unnerving when you're in the air, and he, Quite started, he started crying. And they're like, "Why are you crying?" It's like because the plane was shaking. Like the planes shake all the time, mate. You're like, <laughs> and three UFOs. <laughs> so, yeah. or like, I saw one UFO. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we all see one UFO. Two. U- I saw two actually. I saw two <laughs> UFOs while I was crying because of the two. <laughs> A third actually came right at me. So it wasn't well, it just, just me came getting at you. Yeah, that happens to all of us. Oh, it hit my underpart. <laughs> what? So, Right, let me write this down. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, good on you, Carlos, for getting scared by turbulence. You pussy. <laughs> this next section's from the, the chapter Unearthly Fates. Dr. B. H. Hartwell, a New England doctor. Butthole. Nice. Butthole Hartwell. <laughs> I, was to, I was trying to think of one. <laughs> Butthole Hartwell. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr. B. H. Butthole Hartwell of New England. A New England doctor, a New England doctor of medicine, reported that a child beckoned him for help on the road near Ayer, Massachusetts, on May twelfth, eighteen ninety. Standing in a clearing in a wood was the crouched form of a woman, the child's mother, with flames blazing from her shoulders, abdomen, and legs. What? This one's crazy. Damn, that's everywhere as well. <laughs> <laughs> not oh man, yeah, not no arm head. flames. Okay, I guess that's weird. Well, shoulders, abdomen, and legs. Hartwell saw no evidence that she had set herself on fire, and noticed that the ground was wet from a recent rainfall. That's what he's noticing in that moment. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, <laughs> ground's a bit damp, isn't it? Is that your mummy? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, this twig. He's moist. <laughs> <laughs> no good firewood tonight, eh? <laughs> so Dewey. Far, so far as he could... Reese. 
Malcolm. <laughs> That's good. So far, so far as he could tell, she seemed to have just burst into flames without any apparent cause. Fuck. So far as this man who's walked upon an already alight woman mm. is just like, oh, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> no sense in fixing it now because this seems to be paranormal. The doctor was able to put the flames out by throwing earth upon the woman's badly burned body. Yeah. He was chucking like mud at her. <laughs> He's like, well, it's wet, so it's basically water. <laughs> <laughs> throwing that mud at her. That's bizarre. Is that it? And what? That's there was the a kid who pointed it out to him. Is that? What yeah, happened? yeah. The the ladies. The ladies. Um. Where's the fucking follow up on this story? <laughs> yeah. It's Did she weird. die? Did she no, die? No word. Put the fire out. Unclear as to whether or not she died. I bet the follow up in the story is, and it turned out she lit herself on fire. She yeah. was boozy and a smoker. Yeah, booze yeah. covered in her clothes. Drank drank it all down her abdomen. Spilled it. <laughs> Legs. That's why there's none on the arms because you don't spill it on your arms. Yeah, I reckon the follow-up is her son was playing with matches. She's like, "Well, you shouldn't play with matches." He's like, "Why not?" She's like, "Here's why." She lights herself on fire to teach him a lesson. Look at my abdomen. Look, look at, what's happening look to at my, my legs. Abdomen. My legs are on fire. <laughs> now, are you happy about that? Mummy's on fire. Please go fetch a doctor of medicine walking by. <laughs> Yeah, no, clearly the ladies are fine. <laughs> well, there's no cause for this, so uh, goodbye. <laughs> hey, I don't know what could have possibly caused this. The ground is wet <laughs> with urine from a boy. <laughs> <He's pissed laughs> fright. Fright. The ground is wet and smells like gasoline from the recent rain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what possibly could have caused this. There is that now. Obviously put out bonfire that it looks like someone fell backwards onto. <laughs> and you, a boy. <laughs> I'm know. a doctor of medicine, not of figuring out simple flame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a firefighter, I'm a doctor. Good good day to you, bro. Here's some, here's some earth. <laughs> uh, this next story is from In the Realm of Miracles. After St. Francis of Assisi. This guy. This guy's fucking everywhere. St. Francis? Yeah. yeah. He's been in this book a couple times already. Yeah. Let Let me be St. Frank. Very good. Kev. Assisi. (laughs) Assisi. Assisi. He actually released his new new stand-up special uh, yesterday. (laughs) Uh, About a month and a half ago. Yeah. (laughs) IRL. Today for us, for the listeners, a long time ago. Oh, okay. Oh yes, all right. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm confused about the. No, I was confused. As I'm like, how come I'm only hearing about it yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Louis one thousand nine hundred and fifty. <laughs> Does K stand for two thousand in Roman numerals? I'm trying to do like oh, a C-K. like a yeah 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 like but a Roman Catholic. He was thing talking about Aziz. No, I know Azizi. I'm I'm adding an, a hat to a hat. <laughs> it's a comedy. It's a comedy a technique. Yeah, Saint we haven't Francis even the more hats. Yeah, yeah. The more Francis, hats, the funnier. Sorry. <laughs> uh, after Saint Francis of Assisi had received the stigmata on Mount Alver- Alverna, he there is a little stigma to around him now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In 1224. He sometimes uh, allowed Brother Leo to visit him there. Brother Louis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, feels, yeah. <laughs> that still feels like a stretch. Nah, there was a Louis. show called Brother Louis. Put a pin in this one, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> this one this is, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> what the visiting monks saw is just One of the monks was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what the visiting monks saw is described in the following account from babe.net. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, from the little flowers of St. Francis. <laughs> and from that hour forth, that said brother Leo with great purity and with good intention oh, began. You can tell a sentence is going to be insufferable when it st- starts with and as a religion. <laughs> from that hour and forth. so did the Lutherans fucking walk. <laughs> fucking. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and so from that hour forth, that's the said brother Leo with great purity and with good intention began to keep watch upon and to observe the life of Sir Francis. St. Francis. And for his purity's sake, he merited to see St. Francis full, many and many a time wrapped in God and uplifted from the earth. You guys following what's happening here? He's levitating again. Mm-hmm. Someone else is levitating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's God. wrapped in God. At one time to the height of three cubits. <laughs> How big's that? <laughs> it is a measurement that only this man used. <laughs> is it well, jumpable? I'm bringing cubits back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it jumpable? Uh, is it the length of like a walking stick that you hide a platform under and dress as <laughs> Three cubits length. Add another to that of four cubits. Add another to the height of a beech tree. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and at another time, he beheld him lifted up in the air so high and surrounded with such splendor that he scarce could see him. It's an ancient <laughs> unit of length that had several definitions across different cultures, but roughly between 17 and 20 inches. Ah, uh, my dick is a cubit. <laughs> That's how no, it's you measured. you a cube. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a chode. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. It's got a question mark. <laughs> uh, you're like little Italian men bumping their heads into it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Then all the coins come out. Uh-huh. Of your dick. Yep. Sometimes tortoise shells. <laughs> yeah, sometimes a little mushroom. <laughs> sometimes that. a little star. And then if you dump to that star, you get twice as big. <laughs> yep. Correct? You want to hear what Nox I got a Mario like? dick. You go, you go, go on. <laughs> have you ever heard Nox come? Here we go. If someone's giving me a blowjob, I make it go bang, bang, bang with their tongue. Sometimes you get the little hat with wings on it and you're like, ah. And what did this simple brother do when St. Francis This simple Mario brother do when St. Francis was uplifted from the earth, but a little way? So that he could reach you. <laughs> he, he went softly to him and embraced his feet and kissed them. Brother Luigi could actually jump a little bit higher because he kicks his feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kissed them and spake with tears. Spake God. is the word. What does spake mean? S-P-A-K-E. Spoke. Does it spoke? Oh, yeah, probably. But I think it's just ancient times. He spake with tears. My God, have mercy on me, a sinner, and through the merits of this holy man, grant me to find thy grace. Mm. Why is it always levitating and like, man, I want to kiss your feet and I love God and I don't have never seen this before and I've never felt this horny. The second priests see something a bit weird, they want to kiss it. Levitating guy, fucking crying statue, child. <laughs> it, it, it straight away. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I even did a rule of threes. Hat on a hat. I know comedy terms. That makes me good at it. <laughs> if you know uh, what you're doing, you can't be bad. <laughs> fucking, 
I hate it so much <laughs> These... when people fly and people are like, "Whoa, that means God's real." Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's such a it's such a small. It has no impact on the world, you know. <laughs> They're yeah, like, yeah. "That's God yeah. making one man fly." It's like, what if there's some good crops or a good rain or something like that? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you can levitate? Man, God must love you. I love you. It's like, yeah, well, I can see nothing to gain from me faking levitation. So <laughs> I guess I must, uh, yeah, yeah, I can really do it. <laughs> These so. people did not have any reason to want to fake it. Old St. Francis loves his feet being kissed. Yeah. I reckon and the first guy to levitate was a foot fetishist. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked someone to do it and they were like... Poof. Maybe if you fucking fly, mate. <laughs> and then he faked it. And they're like, all right, yeah. suck on your toes. <laughs> if you <laughs> cut to this stuff as well, I bet it's them with like a curtain around their waist pulling yeah, themselves yeah. up in a chin up. 100%. Yeah. Uh, this next story is from the chapter Beyond the Walls of Time. Extensive quarrying was done near the city of Aixin Province, France. Now we're talking. <laughs> this is exciting. Quarrying, you can do some of your mineral things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I need yeah. two more mineral puns. What was the one before? Quartz are past. Yeah, quartz yeah. are past eight. The quartz are past nine. Drop them in. That doesn't count as two. That's just no. one. That's yeah, one. yeah. I'm trying Quartz to think. is already ticked off. Um, so keep no time to think. Just read. Keep reading the story. Whatever happens, happens. I can't Pepper even think of any other possible Hopefully mineral. Hopefully some come up then. Oh, uh, well. I will uh, mine my brain for some on the way. I yeah, won't allow that's it. Not, <laughs> okay. It has to be it has natural to be within <laughs> the story. <laughs> and okay, specifically well, a mineral. At the moment, I'm trying to think of minerals. Okay? <laughs> Keep reading then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to think of any because yeah. I'm trying to read and at the same time rack my yeah. brain for well, a second. Hard as granite, I bet. Keep going. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Can I now use granite? No. <laughs> okay. Well, you can't just And if say- it's in a wildly different context, okay. then yes, but keep going. All right. Okay. France. Between (laughs) 1976 and 1988. Okay. And when I say 1976 and to provide uh, extensive quarrying was done to provide the large quantities of limestone fuck, <laughs> needed for the rebuilding of the. I like to have them in a vodka soda and limestone. <laughs> no, no, you guys. Can't Tony, say. Tony Abbott came into my bo- my bar the other day and ordered a gin and tonic. I went limestone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> okay, well, I don't like this. Uh, limestone needed for the rebuilding of the Palace of Justice. In the quarry from which this limestone was taken, the rock strata were separated from each other by layers of sand and clay. And by the time the workmen had removed 11 layers of rock, they found they had reached a depth of some 40 or 50 feet below the original ground level of the area. Beneath the 11th layer of limestone, they came to a bed of sand and began to remove it to get at the rock beneath. Mm -hmm. But in the sand, they found the stumps of stone pillars and fragments of half-worked rock. The same rock and stone as they had themselves been excavating. They dug further and to their intense surprise found coins, the petrified wooden handles of hammers, and pieces of other... I'd be scared too. (laughs) Pieces of other petrified wooden tools. Finally, they came to a large wooden board, seven or eight feet long with an inch thick, like the wooden tools. It had also been petrified into a form of a gate. 
and had been broken into pieces. Mm-hmm. When the pieces were reassembled, the workmen saw before them a quarryman's board of exactly the kind they themselves used. Worn in just the same way as their own boards were, with rounded, wavy edges. For coolness. <laughs> <laughs> How a stonemason's yard, equipped with the kind of tools used in France in the late 18th century, had come to be found 50 feet deep under layers of sand and limestone 300 million years old is a question even more vexing today than at the time of the original discovery. Why well, is it more vexing yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> For we... Here's the answer. For we now know, thanks to advances in geological and anthropological dating, that such a thing is absolutely and incontrovertibly impossible. And yet it does seem to have happened. Then it's either not impossible or it didn't happen. Here is my theory. (laughs) They were working and all their boards and stuff were there. Yeah. They went away. (laughs) A wall fell over. Yeah. It got dusty. They were like, oh my God. (laughs) Like when you find a note in your pocket, you're like, free $50. It's like, cunt, that's your $50. (laughs) You forgot you put it in your other pocket for some reason. Oh my God. (laughs) That's what happened. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, That seems pretty reasonable. Or there's two teams. One team went away. The collapse. The other team came back and was like, dust, dust, dust. Oh my. But how was the wood petrified? Um, true. So Very true. Maybe they just found some old shit. Maybe they were just using outdated tools. Yeah, it's the 1700s. <laughs> how much do you change a wooden handle? Mm. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Our wooden handles would look the same. If you went to Bunnings, I reckon you could buy a Roman hammer right now. What? Is that true? A Roman hammer. <laughs> yeah. Give me a Roman hammer. Then the person goes like, maybe after we're finished. <laughs> yeah. yeah, damn. I think that's actually illegal, doing a Roman hammer on someone. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Last date where it's legal. <laughs> I thought of one. Yep. If your shirt's crinkly, what do you do? Iron ore, steam it. <laughs> Iron ore. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I looked up list of minerals online and there's fucking so many (laughs) and I couldn't just look to try and get some easy ones. What did the... um, (laughs) So I did iron ore. What did the suicidal Jamaican say? What a diamond. (laughs) 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 Yeah, 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 I've got one. All right. Okay. All right. Well, what's the second one? (laughs) Give me a look at that list. <laughs> Give me a look at list. Oh man, there's it's like fucking. It, there's so many, like thousands. Give me three, and I'll do one about one. Well, it just starts at A. Actinolite, Adamite. Hey, that's you. That's me. Um, here you go, can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just I'll flick to a, a random, random one. to some random ones. There's yeah. so many. Adamite is what you call the crabs you get. Um, <laughs> is is Knox gonna kill himself? Oh my god, Adamite. <laughs> <laughs> look at number thirty-eight. On this list. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Pass it to Pete as well. I want to let the listeners wait for a little bit, and then Pete, you read out what it is, and we'll confirm. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like coming tonight. (laughs) Coming tonight. That's got to be a little science gag. This the the. So this is just a mineral. Yeah. Called coming tonight. Coming tonight. I want to find what it looks like. And it's spelt coming tonight. I want to make a dildo out of it. <laughs> yeah. Tonight in like the what's that the American spelling? Yeah, yeah. T o n i t e. Coming tonight. I bet it's called coming tonight. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but it's pronounced coming tonight. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get a coming tonight engagement <laughs> ring for my sweetie. <laughs> 
You know what the you know what year anniversary is celebrated with the coming tonight? Oh man, the sixty ninth year. The 69th <laughs> year. <laughs> Fucking earth. Coming tonight. Awesome. Well, that's yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've yeah. got a new podcast. Forget the book. We now just find yeah. min- minerals so with that's horny what it names. Looks like sort of a yellowy, greeny uh, looking rock. It looks like if you jizzed in a rock prehistorically. Yeah, but there's like all these dinosaur t- came. Yeah, there's all these t-shirts of it that are oh, like shit. Dinosaurs th- would have had come. Hey. Fucking oath, man. Hell yeah, Damn. dude. How do you think they all died? I'm at, <laughs> <laughs> too much cum? <laughs> yeah, There's all these t-shirts where it's like, if you get with me, you will be, and then the chemical name. For coming, coming tonight. tonight. Uh, Ew, that fuck, must... now I hate it. Why'd you have to wreck it, Luca? <laughs> <laughs> now you hate it? But what about all those dinosaurs that did big cum? Yeah, though? imagine seeing a dinosaur cum. What do you think, you know, in like Jurassic Park where they find that, uh, that uh, mosquito trapped in the amber? What do you think amber is? Dinosaur cum. Oh, shit. Wow, that's pretty cool. That that one that spits shit in Newman's face. That's <laughs> yeah. cum. Well, no, that's... It like, comes in Newman's face. No, that's not what happens in that scene. <laughs> like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Newman. Hello. <laughs> His mouth is full of rock, in quotes. All right, keep going, Pete. What's next? Okay, song? well, this is... Uh, next one is it's from... It's because it was found in Cummington, Massachusetts. Hell yeah. You, you there is a Cummington, Massachusetts? Yeah. Believe it. Where, do you, where did you grow up? I grew up in Alabama. <laughs> and I moved to coming to Massachusetts as soon as I heard of such a silly name place. What are some other ones? No, don't worry. Labradorite. <laughs> it was like found inside dog. a dog. <laughs> no, That's just that white dog poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one is from the section Monsters and More, and it's the final chapter. Monsters and More. Okay. A benign light. A motherless child. A witness... Of faultless rectitude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the back of a VHS box. (laughs) (laughs) The following story is told by the Reverend Charles Jupp. Chucky Uh. Juppy. (laughs) (laughs) Warden of the orphanage and convalescent home of Arbalor near Craggy Lark, Scotland. Oh, Scotland, eh? Scotland. Scotland. In 1878, he said, three young children, recently orphaned by the death of their mother, had been admitted to his institution. A few months later, several unexpected visitors arrived. They were also partly orphaned by, I assume, the death of their father, too. Yeah, but completely orphaned by the death of their mother. Okay. Uh, so, they were only like halfies, and then they were fools. <laughs> <laughs> A few months later, se- later, several unexpected visitors arrived, and in order to accommodate them overnight, the Reverend Jupp decided to occupy an empty bed in the children's dormitory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> oh, you guys want to stay here? You sleep in here? No, there's plenty of beds. Like, nah, but I snore. I snore. I'll go. I'll, I'll leave. I'll sleep with the kids. I'll stay with the children. <laughs> I'll stay with the children. Let's just say it's going to get a little bit mineral in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's a reverend. Have you heard of number 38? <laughs> I'm going to be rubying my pants. <laughs> Rubying's what I call coming. Oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. Oh, At breakfast the following morning, the warden told his co-workers and friends what had transpired the night before. Oh, no. <laughs> this we out? don't want to hear it, pal. <laughs> I mean, you know what? We like to stay here because you're the reverend, but don't ask, don't tell, right? I know I'm being bad by doing that, too. That's enough fucking guilt for me. <laughs> now, what, now, listen up. Guess what I did? No! <laughs> fucking All right. hell! All right. Keep it to yourself, mate. Just listen. 
I've been hearing about it from the police. As near as I can tell, I fell asleep about 11 o'clock and slept very soundly for some time. Yeah, I fucking bet, mate. <laughs> I was I very... Re- I thought I'd wet my bed. <laughs> no, I was no, very relaxed. <laughs> bet you were fucking out like a lot, mate. A light, I, a light. I, I suddenly woke without any apparent reason and <laughs> felt an impulse to turn round. Oh, okay, no. mate. Okay, you turn around. <laughs> Let me finish my story. Will you stand up or is this kind of an old fours turning around, mate? Let me finish my story. I don't want you to fucking tell me. <laughs> my face being towards the wall oh, boy. from the children. Yeah. Before turning, I looked up and saw a soft light in the room. The gas was burning low in the hall and the dormitory door began being open, I thought it probable that light came from that source. It was soon evident, however, that such was not the case. I turned round and then a wonderful vision met my gaze. Okay, me, I don't care. I don't want to know what sort of a vision you consider wonderful. <laughs> Over the second bed from mine and on the same side of the room, there was a floating, a small cloud of light forming a halo of brightness of the moon on an ordinary moon, moonlight night. Okay, moonlit. Do you mean fucking moonlit, mate? It says moonlight. No. Does it? Yeah. Well, fucking <laughs> carry on Fuck then, you, mate. you fuck I peed up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I sat upright in bed looking at this strange appearance, took up my watch and found the hands pointing to five minutes to one. Why'd you say it like that, mate? <laughs> Just say it was five past one, you fucking cunt. Two one, five, five two, two one. one. Five two one? Ten yeah. minutes ago, it'd be quartz to one. Uh, everything was you've won me back (laughs) (laughs) everything was quiet and all the children sleeping soundly in the bed over which the light seemed to float slept the youngest of the children mentioned above that doesn't (laughs) make sense in his account (laughs) I asked myself am I dreaming no, I was wide awake. He just he said children mentioned above when there was a sign above his head that said kids sleepy. <laughs> he said the children mentioned above. I don't know why I'm still doing the fucking <laughs> not good Scottish accent. So what, what 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 what's he saying? Or is he just saying he's saying a halo of right. cl- like cloud? The moon's coming through the window and it's reflecting off of some of the d- dust. Well, one shit. of those kids is having a little ciggy. <laughs> <laughs> he's vaping he in there. Yeah, yeah, he's blowing his circles. Damn, plumes, rings. He can blow rings. It's crazy. No, I was wide awake. I was seized with a strong impulse to rise and touch the substance, or whatever it might be. Surely a substance. (laughs) For it was about five feet high and was getting up when something seemed to hold me back. I am certain I heard nothing, yet I felt and perfectly understood the words, no, lie down, it won't hurt you. Yeah, that's a fucking conscience, mate. That's what you fucking heard. (laughs) I've never heard it before. I at once did what I felt I was told to do. I fell asleep and shortly afterwards rose at half past five, that being my usual time. Mm -hmm. At six, I began dressing the children. Beginning at the bed furthest from the one which I slept, presently I came to the bed over, which I had seen the light hovering. I took the little boy out, placed him on my knee and put on some of his clothes. Do it in the other fucking order, man. <laughs> Do it the other fucking way round from now on, all right? Fucking hell. The child had been... You're lucky these kids are orphans or you'd have fucking angry parents <laughs> coming in. <laughs> the child had been talking with the others. Suddenly he was silent and then looking me hard in the face with an extraordinary expression, he said, Oh, Mr. Jupp, my mother came to me last night. Did you see her? For a moment I could not answer the child. I then thought it better, better to pass it off and said, Come. We must make haste or we shall be late for breakfast. Okay, yeah, it's only 5.30. You've got to get the fucking breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) 
The Reverend Jupp never spoke of the matter to the small boy, nor did the child refer to it. Sometime later, however, an account of the incident was included in the small magazine put out by the orphanage. When the boy read it, wrote the Reverend Jupp in 1883. Yeah. Who's reading that? I just got to get the periodical down from the orphanage. (laughs) Oh, it's got a fold in at the back. (laughs) You'll never believe it, Martha. The taps in the kitchen down the south end of the building are working again. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I'm never going to go there, but it's good to know. Oh, several orphans die. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Reverend Jupp's sealed section? <laughs> <laughs> it's got one of those little uh, scratch and sniff parts with a bit of the cologne from there. No. <laughs> His countenance changed and he looked up and he said, Mr. Jupp, that is me. I said, yes. That is what we saw. He said, yes, and then seemed to fall into deep thought, (laughs) evidently with pleasant remembrances, for he smiled so sweetly to himself and seemed to forget I was present. (laughs) That looked so weird. (laughs) If you were talking to someone, they went, ah. (laughs) They just forget your present. So that's the story of 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 a reverend who tried to assault a boy and was stopped by the ghost of that boy's mother. Oh, that's such a sweet tale. (laughs) She has to come all the way down from heaven (laughs) just to to protect her children. (laughs) Well, uh, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Uh, I think we've left Edinburgh at this point. We have at this point. Thank you so much for coming, everybody, if you came to our shows. Thank you for coming tonight. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Callback, hat on a hat, threes, rule of threes, let's go. Opener. Uh, Aziz Ansari. <laughs> oh, that's who I was referencing before. Uh, so, yeah, we, we'll be back in Melbourne soonish. I think, Luca and Pete, you're travelling around. But P- Luca's room, Catfish, will still be running. Yep. Catfish comedy every Tuesday night at uh-huh. Catfish. If you live in Melbourne, come to that. It's always good. And just check out our socials. The, yeah. the podcast has social channels. Follow all of those. Yep. Um, what else? That's Listen it. to our podcast. We were just back oh, in yeah. bro. Listen to the podcast. We did well. We're over there. Season two will have been out. Year two. Uh, 25 days. Listen to that. It's us. Um, every day we're in Edinburgh, we record an episode, and it's damn funny. Yep. That's why we were banking all of these ones early, and Pete said the thing, the, the wrong time thing before. Yes. To do that. I'm going to we'll- put something out there, and I don't want to jinx it, Yeah. but since this will come out after Edinburgh, I'm going to say a big thank you to all the Ooh Spooky fans who came to the show in Edinburgh. Hopefully that now does actually happen. (laughs) Thanks for coming to our live show. Whoa. Whoa. I wasn't saying that. I just meant our other shows. I'm saying it. Well, I'm I'm saying what Lucas said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye.